0: Hey, this week, we're covering Folklords and Family Tree. You have just stepped into the First Issue Club podcast, your weekly comic book podcast where we lead you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape. I've, I've, you I've, forgot that. I forgot the word sometimes. I was going to put the word sometimes in there. (laughs) So you called an audible (laughs) mid-sentence. And then didn't put the word sometimes in there. The key thing that we do about this podcast is we cover number ones. That number ones on there, we're covering it. At least the most important ones. We're a reading club and we're your friends. We also, and I'd like to mention, have a Patreon where we put a shit ton more content on there. So come join us over there. We're your neighborhood comic-friendly family. Anything you would add in my little intro roundup?
1: It was good. I'm curious about your Donald Trump impression that was slowly <laughs> working its way into that. Um I'll, it, I'll be I'll be completely honest. We have the best uh, comic book. That that wasn't even Donald Trump. No oh, Wait, that, I mean, was... that was actually really good. No. Um, for me, you oh, I went to
0: sales mini. too best? Like too many like generic words about Too how many
1: big. of our morning zoo impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want me to redo it? <laughs>
0: No, that's fine. Okay, I just assume
1: we're just gonna keep this all in right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah.
1: Episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> episode. Welcome to the episode where we have comic books. Perfect. Uh, um, okay, that'll go in there too. Uh, <laughs> it's all going in there. It's Just one giant. It's really force feed it on it's in the casserole. This is the casserole episode because it's Thanksgiving. Is this our Thanksgiving episode? Is it? No. No, it's more. close. Yeah, Friendsgiving. it's late this year. It's Friendsgiving, yeah.
2: Yeah, it is a really late Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, yeah. so well, this is our Friendsgiving episode. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> this, is our, this is our casserole for Friendsgiving episode. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Late as
2: possible Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's it really so is. so late.
0: <laughs> God, this, this
2: fucking Thanksgiving is just never happening. <laughs> it's unbelievable how late
0: it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Father time. <laughs> <laughs> S- sister seasons. Get with the picture. Oh, when, <laughs> when I was a kid, Thanksgiving <laughs> had Sister, earlier. Seasons. sister
2: Seasons We gotta halt and flesh this out I love this That's like a hippie thing
1: you guys Hello a new character, Sister I Seasons be. and Mother Earth Father time is late for lunch Let's all sing a song
3: Late for lunch
1: Brother Bird and Cousin Quail Come to see the day
0: you guys didn't have a Sister Seasons growing up? No. no. What is that? It's just, it's the lady that controls when uh, the dates, the holiday dates happen. Mother. Like she rolls like dice. She's like, all right, Christmas is in June. <laughs> it's if If Thanksgiving feels late, it's because of Sister Seasons. Okay, that, that's not a real thing. She has your your family
1: is made up of thing. Is she in charge of Leap Year?
3: <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: She's what about got, Groundhog Day?
3: She's a tricky bitch.
2: Yeah, all <laughs> oh, she yeah. fuck you? sister seasons. <laughs> Groundhog's Day is always February second, though. But she decides. She she only decides the <laughs> finicky holidays.
3: Yeah.
1: And, know, well, see, no, no, no. And, I'm, I'm and, assuming Sister no, no, Seasons no. decides actually how long the seasons are as well. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Instead of fucking with the holidays.
0: That's, right.
3: that's Cousin Calendar. Cousin <laughs> Calendar, good night. <laughs>
0: And by the way, Sister Seasons plays with your emotions. It could be on the same date,
1: but if it feels like it's late, that's
0: she sister has Seasons. done that to yeah. you, and yeah. you know
3: what you did. And,
1: and and sister, stepsister solstice, who I kinda wanna fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a new trend in like these uh yeah.
0: what? Have these new omnipotent trend?
1: gods yeah. pagan fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Porn's weird. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking season sisters over here. Um, so anyway, that was our intro, and now we gotta talk about the news before we talk about the books. Yes. So, uh up first, Mike, you stumbled yourself along into a very fun article that we wanted to uh discuss. You nailed it, uh I can't remember who it was. Fuck, hang on just a sec. Oh, while you're doing that, in the podcast today we got me, Budget King. Say your names. Me, Greg.
3: Me, Caitlin.
2: <laughs> me, Mike. There we go. <laughs> that's how we should like do
3: it. I like to pretend that <laughs> no,
2: we were that all... No, that is 100% <laughs> not how
1: we should do it. We should never again. good.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no,
1: that's how we should if do it. If people stumble upon this, they're going to be like, there's no way. This is a, the 124th episode <laughs> of this <laughs> show.
2: <laughs> we should all say me and the end. Me, day. caveman. <laughs> me, sister seasons. <laughs> I'm glad we took a time out for me to find who published this article. because. <laughs> It's yeah. Gemmer. g m r i thought article it would... was rubbish. It made you think it had
0: like 15 posts. In it I know like... it almost had none. Yeah.
2: but in any, I can't I don't even know if we've said what it is yet. It's weirdest crossover comics. And I think that this is just like such a um, an integral part of comic book fandom is bizarre crossovers. Yes, it happens in TV, movies, comics especially. And there's just so many bizarre team-ups. I buy them. I don't know why I buy them. Because it's fun seeing your fandoms melt into one. But that's the thing. It's fun in name only. Well, How often are
1: these good? <laughs> I can give you a ton of examples. going to being good? Are they all going be Ar- to they be Archie ones? In. Yes. I'd love to hear it.
3: Yeah. Uh, most of point. them are
1: Archie ones because yeah. there was Archie Sharknado. What there Archie was and yeah. kiss Archie and kiss Archie and Predator Archie and Predator Archie is gonna count Archie as one, okay? Because they you can also... you can go ahead
2: and list them all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can just
3: I'm say just that say... these are the what this is a one series that does a crossover, right?
1: Do they do it so well? Archie Punisher, like they just hands down fucking slam it because they have the most fun with it because they don't take it seriously. Well, because it's yeah. kind
3: of it's it's the most. Juxtaposition-wise, it's the oddest thing to see with any of those things.
1: Right. Tell me, you wouldn't read an Archie meets Predator comic book.
3: You can't be like, yeah, this is one that would take itself seriously. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> like
3: this is some dark, <laughs> bloody shit.
1: It, it truly
0: is. And oh man, it is funny how Archie has this thing where it's like it wants to go dark, and people know that it, it wants to go dark, but it's it, the general story of Archie is not. No, or, or no, original, no,
1: yeah. From how it, from its humble beginnings. To now, it is this, like, (laughs) who the fuck is this? Like, how did that even happen? I know. What was the
3: turning point where somebody inherited the rights to these things and they were like... I can tell you the exact. I can
2: tell you the exact. Fuck it up. I the, the exact, <laughs> fuck, it up. <laughs> right, fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Lizzo got a control of the Archie franchise and said
1: she came to the meeting. and She goes, "All right, y'all, fuck it up." <laughs> uh, I I can tell you the exact moment, the the pinpointed moment when Archie flipped is when they came out with their thrilling Sabrina and like their horror and oh, it God, just oh, yeah. and it it went off like fucking. Gangbusters. Okay,
2: we infamously covered uh, a race Remord Shadow Man. Oh God! Comic that was one of the worst comics I've ever read. <laughs> it was just confounding. <laughs> but that was a part of
1: a larger thing that was happening, right? Uh, with like uh, other it event. Well, like no, with, like other rappers trying to like cross over with other comics. Well, books. I mean, uh, just in culture. In culture, and I thought Valiant did, like, a couple others. Did
0: they? I don't remember. I, I thought they did. The weekend did a comic book, like, right after that. Starboy, yeah. Um, maybe they what did. What was that
3: Eminem one you were talking about?
0: Okay, so that, let's talk about that. So in 2009, XL Magazine had, um, their image was Eminem, but he's kind of dressed as the Punisher. And it's really odd. He's holding guns and, like, pointing them at the camera, which I don't think would play that well no. now. And it's, like, assault rifles, like, Punisher guns. Inside of that, Double mag- XL is a hip-hop magazine, like, famous hip-hop magazine in that. It always announces the, the freshman class each year, which kind of tells you, like, who the hottest rappers are every year. Probably the most respected, like, hip-hop publication, I would say, at least print-wise. Um, and so they did, in their June 2009 edition, Marvel let them publish uh, an Eminem and Punisher uh, comic book inside of it unbeknownst to like any kind of just like thinking like, Oh, what the fuck? It, it's just a dumb thing that exists. Right. Well, it was a real author and a real artist that like did it. It's actually in the pages, so it doesn't pull out. So you have to like own the actual comic book, which is kind of stupid or sorry, the actual magazine. Um, it's now worth three hundred bucks or four hundred bucks. Oh my god! Three hundred fifty dollars, um, and this is, this is this is a magazine. So like, think about it. these are in airports. They they, they print a hundred thousand of these. Yeah. So these are seemingly they would be everywhere. They're not like a low print run where it's like a forty thousand dollar or forty thousand print run comic. The, yeah. So and I know about this because on eBay I am in this weird war with this guy. <laughs> claiming to him that he's never going to sell it for the $300 that he has it listed as and to give it to me for 40 bucks. <laughs> but it's like one of those perma listings, but he actually responds back to me and he'll be like, "No, I I actually sold one of these last year for $300." And I was like, "Yeah, okay. Well, this one isn't selling, so sell it to me for 40 bucks." <laughs>
1: uh, and yeah, <laughs> but why $300? Why is it so expensive? It seems like they should be everywhere, right? I mean, these weren't destroyed. Marvel wasn't upset with the
2: story, were they? Here's the thing, though. I don't think people are going to hang on to Double XL Magazine. Yeah. You have, like, the people who subscribe to, like, Nat Geo and Architectural Digest are people who, like, keep magazines in, like, nice little rows. National Geographics. Cubes for them. Or have an office. Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs)
0: People would pay that for this. Oh, you know, I meant to answer why it's worth something. Um, Is it Ma- Marvel? Marvel stupider? has listed it with an actual UPC, so it counts as a real oh. comic book. Oh, what? It, it, it has like a <laughs> it, has, it has a scannable inside barcode. It's, it, it's a they true... Yes. side the magazine. Yes, I
3: feel like that would never ever happen today. Why? Double how UPC? anyone got that?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, how anyone it, so got that? So I think it seems like a like a mistake. Yeah, I don't know if it has a scannable barcode, but like if you go to Marvel
2: like catalogs, they list it as a comic book. It's almost like they prepared it for print, and we're like, "Nah, we can't release
1: this." <laughs> and, and Double XL the- was like,
2: "Oops, yeah, we'll scoop it." <laughs> the dude was doing. Oh uh, no, you got your comic book, comic book
0: in <laughs> our Yeah. Oh. The, oh, and by the way, from so I've never read it. Seemingly. <laughs> Because I don't think anybody can really read it unless they've seen it. I think Eminem and the Punisher get killed in the end. Of the- <laughs> I thought you said they, <laughs> they kiss They home. get married. So that it might be the death of Punisher and nobody knows it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking dark. Garth Ennis Bizarre. has to work it into an actual <laughs> Punisher run somehow for continuity sake. What do you mean this is Eminem fucking canon? So I'm a respected artist.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck is Double XL? It was a freshman class. <laughs> um, so IDW makes a lot of its money off of doing just crossover shit. They own the entities of comic books for Star Trek, um, Ghostbusters, GI Joe, and Ninja Turtles. and somehow they dip into Batman occasionally, mm-hmm. and yep. they are not afraid to mix all of those things. And power they do Power Rangers too. Or is that Boom?
1: I think that's Boom.
2: Okay. G.I. Um, Joe? Is that IDW? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're in, like, mix ups with other characters all the time. Yeah. They'll also license, oh, like, shows, right? Transformers. Like there we go. They did... Yeah. That's the thing with a lot of these, and we may have mentioned this before on a previous show, but the license stuff is just a cheap money grab to say, hey, these fans will buy It doesn't even have to be good. <laughs> it doesn't. And then when they throw the characters together, it's like... Let's make it even twice as much watered down because we have two licensed things smashing together. They have so many Ghostbusters runs, yeah, oh my God, yeah, and they're like yeah.
3: i don't i I'm not necessarily very mad about that kind of stuff though, yeah, because I know that there are certain things that I will buy, and I don't even expect them to be good, but it's just fun, and I'm not gonna knock that because. If people want to watch the Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters and the librarians have a fun romp adventure somewhere, like, uh, if they want to buy it, that's fine. You can't expect it to be the same kind of quality. And yeah, it's kind of irritating that it's just mass marketed, but like,
0: if there's a Bojack Horseman comic, would you guys buy it? Sure.
3: Yeah, I would.
0: So I'd at least buy the number one. (laughs) There you go. The Adventure Time, kind of famously, is a great comic. Yeah. Oh, I will say one thing
2: about Adventure Time BoJack crossover. Holy shit, that would be so depressing. See?
3: Oh, depressing! <laughs> it it is depressing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's but actually... would you want it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. Like, um, it's they They know where the money is, and they're not wrong.
0: Yeah, Th- those those probably have a very uh, high Venn diagram.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's basically people in their 30s that have disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, like, that's
2: why all this stuff is from like the <laughs> fetishized their late youth. 80s, yeah. early nineties. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um so well, sorry, what I was gonna say was um they did a Ghostbusters Transformers crossover and the Ecto 1 turned into a Transformer. Ooh, which is the yeah. Ghostbusters like station wagon. And uh you I thought it? that I thought it was super like fun. Like yeah. they do like these like that's that's an excuse to do stupid shit like that. Like where else are you gonna see the fucking Ecto One as a transformer. If you don't turn it up to eleven when you do a
0: crossover, yeah. then you're
1: doing it wrong. Right. Then you're
0: doing the only bad reason those exist,
3: Yeah. The only reason those exist are for the fandom. So you, if you're going to, um, give service to the fans, that's when you're where you have to do it.
0: So one of the things on this list that I I fucking loved and didn't really consider a comic book, is Charles Barkley versus Godzilla. Yeah. Um, was that a comic book?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, and one I own issue.
0: it. Yeah. Greg does have it. Who published it? Uh, Dark Horse. Whoa, that's awesome. Is it valuable? It doesn't matter. It's I fucking cool. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. You it's, could probably
1: track that. It's down just copy. a fun Pretty thing to easy. have. So because that... Godzilla dunks on Charles Barkley. <laughs> so many things I love about that
0: comparison. One, I fucking love Godzilla. I love Charles Barkley, Sir Charles. And it's like that's epic. And that's how what the '90s was about. Was just like your fucking NBA stars. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. gonna go to
1: battle with the fucking dinosaur. Yeah. No it's so, to Godzilla. It, no, alien. it was... <laughs> 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 He's a kaju. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so we're on crossovers. Is there, like, a crossover you guys would love to see? Uh, you got one that you're sitting on? Um, I always thought an interesting crossover would be, um, like, Captain Crunch mixed in with... Um, the uh like the frog Matt, the smacks frog guy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they like
3: cereal crossovers yeah. Every- but like the actual cereals are mixed together
1: well no but they're like buddy cops they should and all... Like, and have- they have to go find serial killers. Oh. oh. I was thinking
0: that they all should be going to rehab for their crazy addiction problem, like the Trix <laughs> rabbit and the Oh, 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 oh yes.
1: <laughs> uh, the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs birds there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they all have crazy addiction problems. Alcohol, is... Yeah, which is- says something about cereal <laughs> yes. and the sugariness of it. Isn't that... I never realized I the, gotta nar- have my the narrative arc <laughs> of all of
0: those people is just that they're fucking addicted to it can- like it's cocaine. And can, yeah. uh, can
1: I make a, a quick uh, PSA here? Here to everyone that has cereal, <laughs> specifically Cookie Crisps. You're just eating cookies for <laughs> breakfast. Cookies. That's not a cereal. That's not. There's no nutritional value. Those are miniature, goddamn chocolate chip cookies in your bowl. Um, this has been cereal talk.
0: <laughs> first issue.
2: Yeah, we're talking cereal.
0: I would like to see Sonic in some bondage shit. So like, but that's not a crossover. Well, okay. What's who's a character that does bondage? Uh Red Sonia. <laughs>
2: More like what about like Lady Death? Yeah, or oh, okay. Elvira, or Vampirilla. Yeah, there Vampirilla. we go. All
0: of those things, or the 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 Boob Book that's on the Action Labs. The All p- of them? Uh, pick Which one? one, yeah, <laughs> Zombie All. Tramp. Yeah, Zombie
2: Tramp. So Zombie Tramp and Sonic is what I'd like to see. <laughs> okay, I'd like to see Batman and Darkwing Duck. Ooh, uh,
0: the duck version of Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I like that. That's a really good. Yeah, there should be more duck versions of things. Yep. uh, you got any crossovers, Caitlin? You're burning No, the I'm just
3: generally a fan of any kind of them.
0: yeah, they got yeah. they got your number
3: yeah, they do well, there, a lot of the the reason I think they have my number is a lot of the crossovers do nods. they give homage. they put little Easter eggs. They're just giant rewards of anybody who really likes what they've done.
2: yeah. Like, what if right. you were watching Ally McBeal and real world Seattle showed up? <laughs> Is that with puck? That would be awesome. What oh, if you were watching be, yeah.
3: like Law and Order and the baby from Ally McBeal showed up?
2: Oh,
3: Uga Chaka, Uga 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 Chaka, Oh, what
0: if what if you're watching Seinfeld and then as you go into um, who's the guy that Seinfeld hates? Uh, Kramer. Like, Newman. No, Newman. Newman. And then and then you're all, all of a sudden in Newman he's driving a Jeep into Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just, like, link up things
0: that other
3: Supercut people, of one the other actors characters characters have done. <laughs> from their whole lives.
0: Seinfeld's on, on, in the, now in Jurassic Park. <laughs> and he's a bee.
3: But <laughs> it's <laughs> well, deal with all these dinosaurs? There's one show that has kind of done that, though. Or not one show, but, like, one. H. John Benjamin, like, all his characters have kind of melded together in some of his shows. Through Bob's Burgers, yes. right? Oh. Yeah, that's true, yeah. they've done Archer, they've done Bob's yep. Burgers, they even did, like... Like A weird thing with Brendan and Coach yep. McGurk.
1: Yep, they were they
0: made cameos, Bob. yeah,
3: which is dope. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. I feel like
0: wouldn't it be crazy if, like, in a home improvement and then was going on for a while, and then all of a sudden they're like, it's the Santa Claus, and like Santa is now <laughs> he's like also Santa, but then he's also the Tim the Two Taylor.
2: <laughs> uh, this is a part Tim of the, the show where the Taylor bit has run its course, Santa <laughs>
3: Claus, and inherits. Santa Claus's powers.
2: Wouldn't it be crazy if hmm? you could get um, Mittens on McDonald's dollar menu? Mittens? Mhm. Like you, <laughs> you, you could start to order clothing? Yeah, like you mashed up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like value clothing with, <laughs> with the with McDonald's menu. McMittens.
3: Yeah. McMittens.
1: Yeah. I hadn't thought about that mashup before. Mm-hmm. Here's here's a mashup. What if your mom and your dad fucked (laughs) gross and then made you a mashup? We're all mash that's the thing. We're all mashups. Let's get this
0: podcast started. (laughs) We're all mashups.
3: What's your favorite mashup? Uh me, Me. I
1: guess. I'm fucking dope.
0: All right, and first up, we got Folklords out on Boom Boom Studios by Matt Kent and Matt Smith. Caitlin, what is Folklords about?
3: Folklords is about, it's a fun reversal of a young man's angst, sense of otherness, and thirst for adventure taking him into a world of fantasy. There was one review that said it, um in a really, like, funny way, and it, I think, sets the tone for how this book feels when you're reading it, and it's, in this world of fantasy and magic, uh, the main character Ansel is haunted by visions of tailored suits and modern technology, (laughs) (laughs) and that's what it is. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it's just a quick flip the script of, like, you're going to have this character, they're going to go out on a quest, but they already come from the world of magic. So yeah. they're gonna go to the world that we know of reality,
0: and and that's I think they would sell this book by saying it's fa- it's fantasy magic book, but uh, kid dresses like he's like in Harry Potter, like
1: modern day. Uh,
0: or like no, how he, he does like an he's American in American Psycho, school. like oh, he's yeah. like
3: slicking his hair back, <laughs> yeah, <it's like laughs> wearing a suit. Yeah.
1: I loved it when I've when you when you find out the gag of him just like getting all ready for school and like you think he's gonna be late for school and you're like oh my god he's like in a fairy world fairy tale. Fairy tale world. <laughs> I had to go back and read it, just like kind of just to, like, get just to that. see how they did it. Yeah, like they like teased it out.
0: It, it kind of
2: took a sec to like reveal to you that he was dreaming of our Earth, mm-hmm. and so the whole time you're just like, "Why the fuck is he wearing a suit?" Like, I hope that gets explained somewhere.
1: I mean, it seems like we are in, uh, you know, going to get some high ad- fantasy here, oh, some high adventure. Yeah.
0: There's a really cool blind troll that has to paddle him across a pond every day to get to like school. I think. Um, Payment the, Pies. He lives, yeah, he, he pay, yeah. Pies. His, uh, He's adventuring with a dark elf.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's like quintessential D&D stuff, but we as the reader know there is an outside world, i.e. the reality that we live in. And then at the end of the book, we get that page where a man's writing on a scroll, but there's like a cell phone sitting off panel a little bit. So you get the sense that who's ever writing or who's ever narrating right now is in our quote unquote reality. Yeah. Or so has some. a
3: hand in both worlds.
1: Yes. So this this podcast is a huge fan
0: of Matt Kent. I think we like all like love his work. Mm-hmm. Um and I think when Matt Kent is not on Valiant, um, and he's doing like his other stuff, like most famously MGMT. This, did I say that right? Yeah. Mind, yeah. mind yeah. management. Yeah. yeah, mind mind management. Um and then he's does this art style. Um Where it's like watercolory, and sometimes his wife will do the watercolors, and the lines are really sketchy, and he like does a bunch of like weird details where he writes in like maps and stuff. So it's like super like meta. The covers always play a lot of times will play into the story and stuff. This read like a Matt Kent book, but looked like Lumberjanes, um, or like just like very like clean. Um, like fat line, like bold colors, like didn't look like a messy Matt Kent book. So it was like really fun to read, but also a little bit
2: disorienting being a Matt Kent fan. Well, and it was weird. Even the story itself was like a little more upbeat than you're used to with him, too. So. The
3: only sinister element really came from, like, the oppressive librarians.
2: Yeah, right.
3: And that was—the rest of it was just like, oh, this is going to be a fun adventure. Yeah,
2: you know what? There's some symbology there, isn't there, with, like, yeah, police being the—
3: Keepers of knowledge.
2: Yeah, right.
3: Yeah. I also thought that maybe his friend was involved with them somehow. Yeah. There was something that, like, when he pisses her off and she—it, like, zooms in on her face. I thought that one of, like, her eyeballs were, like— because the librarians have one eye that yes. you can see, oh. and the rest of it's covered up. I could be way off base, and she could have just been still mad at him, what? so it wasn't there. What
0: pissed her off? I was unclear about that.
3: He was trying to say that she had already done her quest, so what did she care about? Like Trying to tell him he wasn't going to gain anything from going after his.
2: Yep. She found a golden goose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. And then he was just like, how did that change your life? Yeah. And she got so pissed off at it that she didn't go to
0: his
1: graduation ceremony. More
0: or yeah.
3: Or. or she was there as either the guard that let them through or...
1: Or she was possibly abducted.
3: True. Like, you don't... We don't know. We yeah. don't the,
0: know. The guard that let him through was a really cool... Uh, just like, Kind of red herring or whatever. Yeah. You think they're gonna get captured by this like ultimate bad guy, and then the bad guy's
1: just like, "No, you
0: go on, go on to your journey." Yeah, it was
1: <laughs> like I was hoping you were going on a real quest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they kind of moved away and like mm-hmm. ushered them through. That that has to come back, right? In some ways, I'm a cool yeah. guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those nah, hey, cool nah. guard. And I would much rather you guys quest here so I can watch you. <laughs>
3: Is a, a six pack if, of
1: high life for the road.
2: If you're gonna quest, do it under my roof. Yeah, <laughs> so I can make sure. Give
1: me your keys, so I don't want you guys leaving. Now make leaving sure the you wear rubber. Realm, yeah,
2: <laughs> the realm.
1: We do get this kind of cool map at the back of the book of like, because it shows the area of that they know of, yeah. not just like the entire map. Which was kind of a cool way of like not showing us the entire world, like fog of war type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't know where they're going. We don't know. We don't actually know what lays outside their boundary lines. Just like the character does. So that's kind of a cool thing. And I kind of hope it expands as their knowledge expands. So like the map keeps growing with the book, like as it continues.
0: Did you, did you guys like it? I mean, like, were you, were you hooked on this? I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Immediately.
3: I have. I haven't um, been able to read in depth some of his other long running stories, but like, wasn't it Black Black?
2: Black badge badge
3: that he wrote. I really like when he writes stories that are told from the perspective of a younger Mm. person.
1: He does that so well. Yeah. Well, we've met him a few times at cons, and he's like,
0: he's a Missouri boy,
2: unbelievably nice. Mm
0: -hmm. We all have like some of his artwork, and his his graphic novels is good. I mean, he's just he's such a self-made person who like, and in all honesty, I think my love for Valiant 100%
1: comes from Matt Kent. And he hasn't really done that much with Valiant. No, but the stuff... He's heralded a few books. The stuff that he's done has been really fucking fun and good. I don't know when the dude sleeps, to be honest. Like, he's always putting something out. He's, like, he's almost as productive as Cullen Bunn. Yeah, like, those dudes, they probably... They have enough, probably, enough money now that they can just, like, take a chill pill, but, like, they refuse to just Mm -hmm. stop.
0: I heard an interview with Matt Damon today that said he worked really hard... In his, because he's in this new racing movie, mm-hmm. um, he worked really hard in his twenties and thirties. But like, so, so he works so hard. Like in his forties, he's g- he like takes less jobs now. I want to be like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, cool. You, you're just gonna work less in the for- in your forties because you work so hard in your twenties and thirties. Yeah, the real average human that's your age works until they're fucking seventy in a fucking coal mine. You dumbass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know
1: anyone that works <laughs> in a coal mine?
0: Proverbial. I- <laughs>
3: I also feel like he did clearly say he's not retired. He's like still working. He's just
0: taking, he's going, I don't know. (laughs) Hey, everybody likes him, but I'm just going to be the the anti. I'm going to be a greeter at Walmart.
3: (laughs) You could always like strength based approach. Like he's, maybe he did too much and he's recognizing signs of burnout and he's just taking a little time. For himself, I
0: should applaud that, right? Taking care of yourself, mentally. self-care, God damn it, but, Matt Damon. Okay, come on, famous people are here for my entertainment. <laughs> if they're not burning themselves out, what are they doing? <laughs> right?
3: If if every you need to kill yourselves for our yeah. approval, please. Yeah. If, every if every famous person man has to suffer, I will too.
1: <laughs> Until their plight is ended, I will burn out on every role that I must do.
0: That is, that's that's the the pledge that I think every famous person should take.
1: Yeah. If you don't end up like Gary Busey, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Val Kilmer. Or Val Kilmer. Oh, he's sick. Oh, I thought he just looked so like that. So it goes
3: from don't meet your heroes to kill them for- <laughs> To yeah. kill
1: them, to have
0: them kill Their, themselves. Yeah. Their
3: desire for your love.
1: Expect your
0: heroes to kill them, or to <laughs> die. <Yeah>. <laughs> well, <laughs> they will, eventually. Force your
3: heroes to kill themselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, and now we got Family Tree, out on image by Jeff Lemire and Phil Hester. What a dynamic duo on this book. Caitlin, tell us about Family Tree.
3: Okay, so this one is when a small girl starts to become a Groot, and then her single mom and her teen jerk brother have to find a way to either cure and or save her without getting them all taken for some kind of experiment or just killed to keep it from spreading or something. And it looks like they're going to get a helping hand from the family's patriarch toward the end.
1: That was so funny.
3: I do feel like it's going to be a weird description every time I have to start with, okay, so this is when, (laughs) so this is that thing. It's like basically Stefan describes a comic book.
1: So, when like so a midget but, is on a skateboard,
3: but when you said tiny girl becomes a groot, when you said tiny girl
0: becomes a groot, I was just like, holy fuck, that's it's exactly what this Wouldn't fucking that book is. be
3: terrifying if that's the process. This yeah. is how farmhand started. <laughs> Honestly, though, this book really did have a moment where it was being kind of put in that mom's shoes where. She's like, is it bad? And you're like watching your tiny little daughter like start to transform into something you've never seen. And then you're like, I don't even know what we do. Do we go to a hospital? And then your other son's like kind of being a dick about it. And it was just like it put you in a very real moment. Yeah. If my
0: daughter started like growing like leaves and shit, my concern would be if I cut the leaves off, is it going to hurt her? I would say it probably would.
3: Well, and then my thought would be like it's going to eventually cover her, and she'll die. Yeah, she'll just. So you would be keep the tree. your daughter
2: home and just trim her. <laughs> I guess that if, was an option. Well, It'd be, it'd be like ha- like if
0: you and cousin it fucked, and then like I just think we would make a normal
2: kid because I'm hairless. <laughs> 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 you, even each other, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you guys, uh, you guys want to? Is cousin it a guy or a girl? He is a guy. Mm-hmm. It's a guy. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you confirmed. Confirmed.
3: What are what so are So when he shits pronouns? out our
1: kid, that's a good point. Yeah, cousin, a little furball. Yeah.
3: <laughs> this okay. So I don't know if you guys read this, but the review I was reading says that there's going to be like cults, mercenaries, and tabloid paparazzi that get introduced via this little girl. Does that change your opinion of where you think so, this is going to go? Because so, it did for me. So
0: he yes, that makes me like it a lot more. Than Same. I, did. I think what's interesting about this book is that. um this seems like Jeff Lemire is writing like he's basically being like, "Hey, this is my next Gideon Falls. So I'm going to give you a mm-hmm. tiny little taste or whatever of it and like it didn't do as much as like a comic book that needs to win you over." Yeah, I uh, agree. would do and he's just like, "I'm just I'm kind of showing my hand here. This is my next big book." And then it felt short, but every, I think I myself included everybody's like, eh, "Fuck it, I'll just keep on going with it." The fact that it's going to do that shit makes it awesome though.
3: Yeah. Because it seems like it's going to be much more of a center stage focus for what's happening toward this um, dystopian future than... Because it sounds like, or it appears in the book that you get in this first issue that, like, it's going to be way more underground. There are these people trying to get them, trying to take them away, and you feel like it's going to be tried to be swept under the rug and, like, they're going to have to go underground Mm -hmm. to hide. And saying that, like... You're going to have tabloid paparazzi interact with them. Is like, this is going to go much more public, and it's going to...
1: Yeah, well, you have a little girl turning into a tree. That's how you get the sensation of it all. The bald people with the axes are obviously the cult,
2: right? <laughs> they're all wearing green. Yeah, the yeah. lumberjack asses. Yeah. They're obviously the cult. I did
1: not even notice they're... they were
0: lumberjacks. That's so fucking brilliant.
1: And so... And like the... Estranged grandfather? Yeah, the estranged grandfather who... Gave the daughter something at school. Yeah, it looked like a jar of mayonnaise. So like she he probably knows how to like quell whatever is spreading on her.
2: Yep. With like whatever weird. And he knew she had herbs. it. So I guess he's so. been like spying oh, yeah. on them, or he knew that it was in like their family line or something. Yeah. It has been foretold. There's a lot of questions to be answered. The first, but I do agree uh, there was It just fell a little flat for me. How so? And when I say I do agree, no one said that yet. (laughs) But but I think... I said it was short. Yeah. I said it was sharp. BK's (laughs) sentiment that it was short and ended maybe a little abruptly, there was... I feel like there was more I wanted from this one. Um, And maybe part of that was just because it's Jeff Lemire, who I love everything he writes... And then Phil Hester is another writer and artist that I like. And I was like, oh, shit, these two together. I'm going to get something, like, totally epic. And then it's a uh, girl, tree grows out of her, book ends pretty quick. You don't get, like, much context for, like, what's to come no. from from the story yeah. at all. We We as, like, avid comic book fans have heard, like, Here's like the promise of what may happen in some of these upcoming issues in the series. But as a standalone book itself, it felt a little flat for me.
1: I think with any other creative team, I would agree with you. But I think like what Budget King said, like yeah. when you have Lemire and Hester involved, you're like, there's that level of trust you're giving the book. You're like, OK, like, I'll let it breathe three issues and then I'll decide what's going to happen. Because you're right. I mean, Jeff Lemire... I don't believe we ever, ever read a book where we're just like, this is terrible. Even Berserker Unbound, we're like, maybe not for us, but not a terribly bad yeah, book. He just, he just did that Joker
0: book when we didn't want it. And, yeah, exactly. It. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Phil Hester has been in the business for decades, and like he's been vetted time and time again. So I feel like this book has a lot to explore, and to, uh, it's got some room for roots to grow. Um, Ooh. Oh, good. <laughs> you knew what you were doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you And uh, so I'm going to stick with it because I, I trust this creative team yeah.
3: what possible reason would they have to include the brother trying to call his mom out in the principal's office for smoking weed
1: because it's her weed
3: yeah and, but like, who cares why put that in the book
0: Oh, I think... Are you just supposed to, like... Because Because he learned
1: it from her. I learned it from you. No,
0: it got me to sympathize with the mom because I was, like, she, like, we don't know what happened to her um, husband. He gone. Yeah, he, like, ran out on them. And, like, yeah, she
2: gets high occasionally. Cool cool mom. That's what it was. It was a way to quickly tell us that the father is absent and she's, and she's a super a stressed bit. mom yeah. yeah, that's, like, just trying to keep her shit together. And okay. I think it's, like, it, it's the way... And her
3: son is kind of a dick. Yeah, well, it's, the, so it's the, the son
2: getting leveraged, just like, Mom, I'm not in trouble because it's your
1: fucking weed, you know, so... Did you see her grab the weed back? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. Did you know, like... Give me that kush.
3: I liked her already from the supermarket scene, though. She was kind of, like, had that, like, Winona Ryder from yeah. Stranger Things oh, yeah. vibe. Oh, totally. Perfect. A comparison.
1: Perfect yeah. comparison. Perfect yeah. comparison. Just,
3: like, kind of smarting off to this customer who's being rude and just like, I don't know.
2: I love when she makes con- uh, eye contact with one of the cult guys early on and he just like runs the other yeah. way. <laughs> 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 Shit, she saw me. <laughs>
1: so then that must mean the cult members know who she is and her family. They're profiling her because yeah. they know what's happening. Well, and also oh. the
3: grandfather's already there skulking around because I'm assuming they all know something's about to happen.
1: I always feel like... Somebody's watching me. Now my daughter's a tree. Oh, oh, oh.
2: <laughs> Turn around, and now my daughter is a tree. <laughs> God, <laughs> the best part of that song. Yeah, thanks everybody. <laughs> that <laughs> everyone, was the bridge. Everyone loves the uh, verses <laughs> and bridge to somebody's watching me. It's like turns Turn it around.
3: A... That was almost Monster Mash. Yeah, well, it's that's. <laughs> I went song... to school
2: to get my
1: disobedience. Wait, song.
3: That, does the song actually
1: do that? It, yeah, <laughs> have you actually heard that song for real? <laughs> um.
0: I mean, I, I've heard like the, I, I probably heard it, but I do not remember spoken word in it. If you like want to go, go for it.
2: It's like a music producer's son and cannot sing, cannot write a song, got Michael Jackson to sing the chorus on it though because of his contacts. Sold his soul to the devil yeah. and got Michael Jackson on this song. <laughs> and it was like a hit single because The
1: Hook. The Hook. The Hook is fire, but like the in between parts is just like, when I go in the hallway, I think someone is there. Wait, when I take a shower, I can't even wash my hair. Like that—that that cadence you think yes. is like a funny joke—that no, is it. That's the song. That, <laughs> that is it. Sounds exactly like the Monster Mash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Frankenstein is in my basement. Don't you know? <laughs> I—how have I missed that? That I need to go listen to that song.
3: Don't you know?
1: <laughs> it's a fucking gem. Of a song. The music video sucks too. Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> Damn. Fuck you, somebody watching me, guy.
1: <laughs> and and while we're on it, fuck you too, Michael Jackson.
2: And sister, and sister season. And sister season. <laughs> and I got no Ooh.
1: Uh I kind of hope this girl turns into a tree and stays a tree. Yeah. Tree powers. Oh, but and it didn't kill her. she a girl
3: her, anymore? Yeah, I don't want her to.
1: Oh, that's a good uh, be a girl or, hypothetical or thought herself. question. You turn into a tree. Do you lose your gender?
3: Gender is a social
1: construct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good point, though. So, okay, if I turn into a tree...
0: Zing! I'll show myself out. <laughs> I
3: bet society doesn't ascribe genders to trees. So, no, I guess not, Greg.
0: <laughs> oh, you, you're doing one of those things, those homophobic things where it's like, if you fuck a man, you just, <laughs> just
1: fuck a tree? Good job, Greg.
3: Well, you wouldn't be gay. Is that what you want to know?
1: <laughs> hey, listen, if we let the boys marry boys, pretty soon they're going to want to marry toasters, and I just we can't be having that. <laughs> if I become... A tree. Do I
0: still want to fuck women? Yeah. Now it's up to. If, if we've learned now, anything the woman from Evil fuck me? No, no, no. Uh,
1: uh, we should just cut all that immediately.
0: <laughs> no,
3: I, I let's leave it. Yeah, I like okay. that.
0: All
1: right, it's fun. Most of this is staying
2: in. <laughs> Great.
3: <laughs>
2: we got a hit on our
3: hands. Yeah. <laughs> This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. You
0: guys (laughs) moisturize during the winter?
1: Yep. Nope.
3: Yeah. Really. I I should do it more. I've been sitting on them though, so they look all mutant.
1: I have a natural glaze, <laughs>
2: so I don't have to worry it about cracking. from I his pores. To. I used to have an Italian coat of oil <laughs> <laughs> that would leave my silhouette on every pillow I'd lay my hand oh, on. Olive no. oil. Olive oil, exactly. It
3: smelled delicious, I bet.
2: And now what I wouldn't give to be like an Italian natural lube. oily mess anymore. Because my face and head and hands and everything cracks now and flakes off. So I use so much lotion. My lotion budget is outrageous. Really? Yeah. What? My lotion dowry is insane. What kind? Okay,
3: wait. So, okay. but do you have to a, make the show. Do you have a problem with, <laughs> I hate feeling greasy. Yeah. And I don't know what lotion I can use consistently all day, every day that won't do that.
2: Jeez. I use uh, O'Keeffe's. <laughs> Uh, like working hands. God, did you say jizz? <laughs> it was me. Do you guys?
0: Do you guys feel like the greasy people are also bad?
3: <laughs> I feel bad. Okay. When I feel greasy. Yeah. So.
1: There's a thin
0: line.
3: Transitive property. <laughs> I have no idea. Are greasy people bad? <laughs>